This past week, there's been a great deal of talk in the news about mental fitness. This podcast is not the place to discern or debate which high-profile political candidate is better qualified from a cognitive standpoint. What we do together is talk about the ways in which we can be healthier, stronger, and live longer, better lives. So today, we're going to talk about you and not the memory gaffes that have been in the news. So come on in and let's figure it out together. Are we elephants or ostriches or are we jonies? Thank you for joining me. This is the Wishing You Well podcast and I am your host, Maria Patrick. I'm a certified health coach and Qigong instructor and I'm here to give you a lot of tips in a short amount of time that you can use today to improve your memory and be more like an elephant. You've heard it for years. An elephant never forgets. They have fabulous memories. Elephants can remember places where the herd found food and water in the past. They have what is said to be an impressive power of recollection. They use the experiences that are stored in their brains as memories, and it helps them when they are in dangerous situations. For instance, if an elephant survived a drought in their childhood, then their strong memory would be able to sense the danger of a drought in a particular area. They're basically able to make a mental connection with the childhood memories that they have ingrained in their brains. They're also able to recognize all the members of their own clan, which helps them avoid getting lost in unknown herds. They can recall important places, like potential sources of food and water, even if they hadn't been there for many years, even decades. Elephants not only remember their clan members, but also other things and creatures who have left a strong, strong impression on them. For instance, it's been reported that a pair of elephants who performed in a circus together were able to recognize each other when they met more than 20 years later. Their recognition skill is not only limited to other elephants. They are also found to bond with humans whom they had briefly met decades earlier. This is all due to the fact that elephants have very large brains. In fact, out of all the land mammals, an elephant's brain is the biggest. Elephants have a high amount of brain mass related to their total body mass. Having such a large brain in proportion to their size puts them on par with humans and dolphins. Like humans, the elephants have a highly developed hippocampus as well as a highly developed and strong cerebral cortex, which means that elephants have strong willpower and excellent problem-solving skills. Researchers believe that elephants' good memories are a big part of why they survive and live for so long. They're known to live on average 50 to 60 years or more. Ostriches are on the other end of the spectrum. They are known to have the worst memory. These incredibly forgetful birds have a short-term memory of only 10 seconds, which means that they can almost immediately forget their need to run or hide from predators. So when an ostrich feels threatened, it doesn't stick its head in the sand. Instead, it runs, and they can run very fast, as fast as 45 miles per hour. But after 10 seconds, 
they forget why they were running in the first place. So do you feel more like an elephant or an ostrich? When the headlines are filled with stories about failing memories and cognitive impairment, does it leave you feeling good about your own memory or does it give you reason to be concerned? I want to help you to feel more like an elephant. Two weeks ago, I mentioned that strawberries, specifically one cup per day, will help you to strengthen your memory thanks to their high level of antioxidants, vitamin C, and fiber. There have been many studies that have shown that people who regularly eat strawberries and their powerful sibling, blueberries, have far less cognitive decline and are 34% less likely to get Alzheimer's. What else can help with this? My research shows that the diet that will help us to live like elephants includes regular doses of salmon, sardines, broccoli, pumpkin seeds, walnuts, avocados, olive oil, oranges, eggs, green tea, and everybody's favorite, just in time for Valentine's Day, dark chocolate. I'm hoping you are already eating many of these things regularly. If you aren't, you know what to do. If you are, you may be wondering why then are you still struggling with memory loss? I've been doing a deep dive on this issue recently to try to help my students and clients. And I have a collection of observations that I have gathered from my practice as a health coach and fitness instructor. Are you ready to hear my big reveal? Can you handle the truth? Here it is. We need to slow down. We are doing too much, too fast, and we are partly, maybe even largely, responsible for our ostrich-like brains. I see it every single day. People are texting and emailing me in the middle of the night, which means they are not getting adequate levels of sleep. We severely underestimate how important sleep is to our cognitive health and the strength of our memory. Sleep helps us to consolidate the memories we want to preserve. It's during the time that we sleep that our memories are transferred from easily accessible memories to those that can be recalled years later. Did you know that memories for facts and skills both show a greater retention over a 12-hour period that includes sleep versus a 12-hour period while we're awake? It's because much of the memory consolidation occurs during stage two sleep, which is that light sleep phase that occurs most in the hours right before we wake up. This means that if you're getting up early without a full night's rest or you go to bed late, which throws off your circadian rhythm, you may be impairing your ability to hold on to your memories. You know that old phrase, reading is fundamental? That reading and fundamental phrase was coined by a woman back in the 60s, 1960s, named Margaret McNamara, a teacher who discovered, much to her dismay, when she was tutoring children, that they didn't own books. She discovered that once she put books in the hands of her students, they almost immediately gained more knowledge. They retained more of what they learned. They were engaged more and they wanted to learn more. We all know that reading is good for us. 
It can improve our brain and our memory functions, and it keeps your brain operating more efficiently as you age. Reading also enhances the connectivity in our brain. It reduces stress. It promotes relaxation. It can improve your sleep, and it has the potential to decrease the likelihood of developing Alzheimer's. But as I said earlier, we are doing things too fast and reading is one of them. Again, I see it every day. People don't read past the first line of an email, so they miss the important message that is contained within. They have trouble cooking because they don't read the entire recipe. They miss important dates and times of appointments and meetings and classes because they didn't write them down or they don't have a system to store the important details of their lives. Believe it or not, I still use a wall calendar and a paper planner. Those two tools are essential for me to keep my life on track and my memory strong. They become a place for me to write down not only my appointments, but birthdays and death days and anniversaries. It's a place to plan my meals and track fitness and calories and expenses. Having to write things down means you have to take the time to do so. It forces you to slow down, even if just for a few minutes. I know what you are thinking and saying right now. She is a dinosaur. Who writes things down on paper anymore? We have our phones and our tablets for that. Well, I'm here to tell you that while handwriting your weekly schedule in a file of facts like appointment book may seem archaic, new research studies show that personal schedules written down by hand in a notebook is much better for your brain than inputting the information in a digital device. This is important in several different ways. Number one, jotting things down on paper is actually faster. Number two, handwritten notes tend to be more accurate and you can personalize them. Number three, handwriting in a notebook triggers more robust brain activity. And lastly, writing by hand is associated with stronger neural encoding and memory retrieval. Okay, so now let's talk about the amazingly talented and very inspiring singer, Joni Mitchell. Did you watch the Grammy Awards last week? I found it to be one of the most impressive evenings of entertainment and for me, there were so many highlights, one of which was Joni Mitchell singing her hit song, Both Sides Now, the song she wrote in 1966 for Judy Collins and recorded herself in 1969, a song that Rolling Stone says is one of the top 500 songs of all time. She sang that song for an audience of millions at the age of 80 after a two decades long hiatus and after recovering from a brain aneurysm. She showed strength, bravery, timelessness, and inspiration. After her brain aneurysm in 2015, Joni had to relearn how to play the guitar. She did so by watching old videos of herself at previous performances. She had lost her ability to speak and walk. She was suffering from severe memory loss. And the fact that she is now able to sing and play guitar again 
is nothing short of remarkable. I find it so inspiring. Her doctors say that her recovery is not only thanks to modern medicine, but also because of her incredibly positive attitude and her strong desire to be able to walk and sing and play again. Joni said in an interview with CBS about her recovery after her near fatal brain surgery, that she had to relearn how to do everything. She said, I'm learning. I'm looking at videos that are on the internet to see where I put my fingers. You know, it's amazing what an aneurysm knocks out, how to get out of a chair. You don't know how to get out of a bed. You have to learn all of these things by rote again. I was into water ballet as a kid, and now I forget how to do the breaststroke. Every time I tried it, I just about drowned, you know? So it's a lot of going back to infancy. You have to relearn everything. The wonderful singer Brandy Carlisle is the person many people say is responsible for getting Joni to perform again, starting at the Newport Jazz Festival in 2022, after not performing a full set or being a headliner for 20 years. Brandy said that building a community around yourself helps recovery immensely. She encouraged Joni Mitchell by saying to her, since we all met you and we've all started working together, we've become a family. You've created a community around you. All we want to do is just sit there in a circle and sing to show you what you've done for us. And if you sing along, that's bleeping awesome. If you don't, we're just so happy to be with you. This is our way of thanking you. We don't want you to feel like there's something you have to do. The result of all of this, Joni's remarkable and triumphant return. She was even awarded a Grammy last week for Best Folk Album. What an inspiration to us all. Joni's brain surgeon said she had two important things that made it happen, will and grit. Joni came back as an elephant, not an ostrich. The words are right there in the song. Something's lost, but something's gained in every living day. I've looked at life from both sides now. How can we emerge as elephants? We may not have someone like Brandy Carlisle encouraging us or sitting with us in a circle. We may not have the incentive of performing again in public or the chance of winning a Grammy Award, but we can have Joni's will and grit. And there are things that we can do to be like the elephants, to be able to remember things easily and for a long period of time. We need to exercise our memory. Here's how. By learning, by playing, by reading, by staying calm, by finding amazement and awe, and by sleeping. Let's break it down. Learning. Learn a little bit of everything. Poems and recipes and telephone numbers and addresses, directions to places, shopping lists, Bible verses. You can use mnemonic devices. All you have to do is learn important things of the day, of past months, and past years. Playing. Choose games that demand thought and logic and knowledge, like cards and chess and Scrabble and crossword puzzles and Sudoku and memory. Alternate them since each one appeals to a different type of brain function. My grandparents lived into their 90s with strong cognition and memories. No coincidence, 
They played cards several nights per week. Reading. Reading makes your brain work more than screens do. Alternate nonfiction books with newspapers and magazines and novels. There's nothing better than traveling in time and space to revive those memories. Stay calm. Stress and anxiety make it more difficult to learn. I find that when people get stressed, they get anxious, they get nervous, they lose their ability to concentrate, and their memory fails them. Find amazement and awe. They say that indifference is an obstacle to memory. Norman Lear lived to be 101, and his family said that he never lost the ability to find awe in the everyday aspects of life. Everything amazed and inspired him. And lastly, sleep. Like I said before, at night, the brain classifies and organizes the information from that day. So memory is greatly affected by a lack of sleep. There it is. You now have the elephant brain recipe. What will you do with it? I hope you take it and make it yours. Add in Joni's secret ingredients of will and grit, and you've got the secret sauce for living like an elephant. I am rooting for you. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm so very grateful for your time and attention. And as always, I am wishing you well. Mm -hmm.